For the kingdom of the heavens is just like a man about to go abroad, who called his own slaves and delivered to them his possessions. To one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. Matthew 25, 14-15a This week we begin a new series titled, Taking the Initiative, with speaking from Brother Andrew Yu on being active to care for the Lord's possessions and receive talents from Him. This is part one of message two from a conference hosted by the church in New York City in November 2015. The original message was spoken with side-by-side English to Chinese translation, which was edited out for brevity, thereby affecting the cadence of the speaking. A link to the unedited version can be found in the episode notes. So uh, last night we talked about Ephesians chapter 5 on redeeming the time. I want to say something about the time. And you remember last night I said about managing our time. Okay, in Greek, there are two words for time. The first one is chronos. That means time is a unit. So you have the English word chronology. So it's a, it's a measurement of units of time. That's not the word used in Ephesians 5. The second word is chiro, and that word means opportunity. So in years, you may have 10 years. Cairo, you only have one opportunity. So there's two ways to measure time. You can measure it by year, day, hours. Or you can measure it by the number of opportunities. Now, in Ephesians 5, it doesn't say redeeming the chronos. It says uh, redeeming the Cairo. That means redeeming the opportunity. So your young people, I use a picture to illustrate. It's like balloons. When I was young, they have this computer game called Pac-Man. And you gobble, 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 gobble up all all the opportunities. So that's what the Christian life is. Our life is full of opportunities. And so we have to grasp every opportunity. You know, uh, when uh, the devil tempted Jesus, and also in Revelation chapter 12, when the dragon knows that his time is uh, uh, short, that means he, the word means he knows that his opportunity is running out. You can see that the number of balloons is running out. So he do his best to try to uh, do his work. So we live in opportunity. If you miss one opportunity, it may be another 10 years before you get that off. Everybody know in investment know that. You can invest 10 times your effort when the opportunity is not there and it's waste. But when the opportunity comes and you invest, then you uh, redeem all the time. Now, uh, Last night, I mentioned that Brother Lee had a series of talks with working saints. And in message seven, he says, uh, today the opportunity is so much greater than in my generation. I would say that to your younger generation today. The opportunity is great, but you have to be like the Pac-Man. You have to gobble them up. If you don't gobble them up, then it goes by you. It flies by. They don't wait for you. So grab the opportunity while it's there. Okay, now I come to uh, this morning. And remember, put the uh, PowerPoints up there. Last night I said, we're on five things. Number one is our living. We covered that last oh. night. So this morning we're going to talk about the Christian life consisting of taking initiatives. 
Now, I know that there is one aspect of the Christian life which does not depend on our initiative. In fact, we have the uh, initiative only because God initiated first. I know that. But this morning, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about every step of our Christian life uh, hinges on our taking initiative. Well, you often hear young people say, Oh, if God doesn't do it, I can't do it. Oh, if God doesn't move, then I can't do anything. Partly true, partly not true. I tell you, everybody in history in the last 2,000 years, it's because they took some initiative. I testify to you, I took the initiative, and I grabbed the balloon. When it came around, I just grabbed it. I told some brothers two weeks ago, I said, I was foolishly consecrating myself, <laughs> foolishly. But I wasn't really foolish. I grabbed the opportunity. And so the Christian life consisting of taking the initiative. So in Philippians chapter 2, it says, uh, it is God working in you, both the willing and the working. So uh, it has to be God working in you, but you have to be willing. And he works his will willingness into you. Today, Christians uh, should not have the excuse. Oh, if God doesn't do anything, I can't do anything. It's more like God has done something and I haven't done anything. That's one big weakness of working saints. And it's a very easy cop-out. Uh, why, why aren't you uh, more consecrated? Oh, I can't do anything. It's because the Lord hasn't done it. Well, uh, that is true and that's not so true. So a few years back, with this brother that I wrote the first letter, I wrote a second letter. And it's specifically addressed to this saint. That means for you working saints, don't complain about your background. Don't complain about your surroundings. Just take the initiative. You know, last night we talked about managing four things. If you wait for God to help you to manage, you'll never move. If you do it, you do it today. You know, when uh, Brother Watchman Nee, he was going to be baptized. You know, he said, it's better to be, to be today than to choose a day. Uh, it's better to be today than to choose a day. So when you get people baptized, and recently we have a lot of these people from mainland China, they got baptized. So they, they said, I'll pick a liang shen ji ru. I choose a good date. <laughs> it's better to be today than choose any day. No day is better than today. So in Hebrews it said, if you will hear your voice today, today. So I would add one more phrase to watch Bernice's phrase. It is better today than to choose a day. And it's better to be now than to be later. It's better to be now. Okay, so uh, because of the time, uh, I'm not going to read that letter with you. Please take that letter and read, read, uh, read it at home. But basically, that's what that letter says. Take action. Amen. And uh, this generation, you have been dormant for too long. For how long are you going to wait? And Joshua told the people, how long are you going to wait? And they said, oh, well, we're not ready yet. Joshua said, how long are you going to wait? Go, go into the land today. You can get into the normal Christian living just, just today. Later, I asked Brother Peter to give his uh, testimony of consecration. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, first of all, read that letter. Uh, I want to now go on to Matthew chapter 25. Now, Matthew chapter 25 is talking about seizing the opportunity. So there are five foolish ones. They didn't seize the opportunity. So when the Lord comes, they want to do it. It was too late. They lost the opportunity. And then it mentioned about the slaves. The first one is about a Christian life. 
inward life. The second one is about our service. Now, I'm very much for all of you growing in life. But you don't grow until you're like Brother Lee before you serve. You need a whole lifetime to store your oil. But in the second parable, it's immediately. What does it mean immediately? Right after you save. Right, right after you save, you got to get into your service. For your life, you need a whole lifetime. For your function, you need your function to be brought up right away. You know, a baby when he's born, when the function of breathing is not there, you don't say, oh, wait until he grows in his life. Make sure he functions. A lot of people here, they're under the deception. Oh, I have to grow in life. And when I grow in life, then I'll be able to serve the Lord. Don't forget that word immediately. When those slaves, they received the talent, immediately they went out and functioned. Okay, now let's read that uh, first two verses on that parable. And it says that the kingdom of the heavens is like the man about to go abroad, who is called to his slaves, and delivered to them his possessions. To one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And then he went abroad. Okay, I want to draw your attention to these three words. The first word is possession, and that's the origin. And the second is talent, that's a result. And the third is the ability, and that's a channel. The channel that turns the first one to the second one. The possessions belong to the Lord. The talent belongs to you. How does what belongs to the Lord become what belongs to you? It is through a process. And that process is according to your own ability. What is the possession? Four things. Number one, the truth. Number two, the gospel. Number three, the saints. Number four, the church. Those four things belong to the Lord. The truth belongs to the Lord. The gospel belongs to the Lord. The saints belong to the Lord. And the church belongs to the Lord. But then suddenly, all of them becomes yours. The truth becomes yours. The gospel becomes yours. The believer becomes yours, and the church becomes yours. How does that happen? How does that transformation happen? Yes, it was through the Lord's giving. But it says that the Lord gave according to each ability. I know you see the back door already. I don't have the ability. I don't have the gifts. I wasn't born with people's skill. I don't know how to take care of people. I know all those excuses. Sorry. Okay, let's look at the footnote. The, what is ability? Our own ability signifies our natural ability. Listen to this. Which is constitute of God's creation and our learning. Not just God's creation. So you say, God created me with no people's skill. Well, you can learn. Let me tell you something. After I got saved for two years, I dare not pray. I said in the meeting, and uh, James Lee's brother, Eric Lee, I said, you, ne you sit next to me, and uh, you, you poke me when it's time to pray. So he poked me and poked me and poked me, and still I didn't pray. <laughs> I'm just telling you that I don't have God's creation to be a speaker. Well, how do I speak? I force myself. I force myself to speak. I, I got that by learning. Okay, so that excerpt from Matthew chapter 25. Yeah, I believe it's message 67. 65. 65. And that's exactly what Bradley said. Uh, is, uh, does everybody have a copy of it? Please pass out that copy. And uh, I 
Let me read it to you, a portion of it. What I just told you, it's all taken from the lifestyle messages. And uh, Brother Lee said, the Lord's possession is four things. Okay, I'll just read to you. It says, the Lord's possession primarily are the gospel, the truth, the believers, and the church. And it says, if you don't care for these things, you're not going to have any talent. If you don't care for them. And Brother Lee said, oh, today I have 270 churches under my care. I'm so happy. I have so much gifts. Well, where does the gift come from? It comes from Brother Lee's willingness to, to receive. It says, I have a strong talent because I have not only the gospel and the truth, but also thousands of believers and hundreds of churches. This is the reason that this ministry has had impact. The next paragraph says, We should not wait in an indifferent way for the Lord to give us something. No, we must diligently seek the gospel and the truth. i tell you something about the gospel. You know, a person who is shy naturally doesn't want to preach the gospel. I know that as first person. But when I was in my college years, the Lord impressed me. You must go and preach to one stranger every day. So I forced myself. Every day, I have to go and speak to a stranger. I didn't pick up my gospel burden from heaven. I picked it up from my learning. Okay, a lot of the saints said, Oh, I can never be a, a leading brother. Well, what make him a leading brother and me not a leading brother? He's just the same as I am. Ten years ago, he may be worse than I am. But somewhere along the way, he said, I will. And now he becomes who he is. And the same thing for everybody. You know, I used to say, oh, this is a uh, Lee material. This is Witness Lee material. <laughs> well, I always got my discernment wrong. Those that turn out to be the best end up not being the best. Why? They didn't take the initiative. And then there are those that I said, these, these ones are hopeless. These are just seat warmers. They, they just come to warm the seat. Well, guess what? In a few years' time, they turn out to be the leading brother. They're gospel preachers, and they're, they're great in, as a leading brother in the districts. You know, recently, we have a lot of saints who are in business. And uh, two weeks ago, they met in uh, Jeju Island, 900 of them. One brother said he's been uh, a believer for 30 years. This is the second time that he comes to a church meeting. The first time was when he got baptized. This was the second time. Well, lo and behold, he came up and he consecrated himself. Don't underestimate anybody. Everybody can be a gift in the body. And nobody is a born gift. Nobody. So I look at the younger generation, and some people said they're hopeless. Well, it depends on how you look at it. They're the most hopeful generation. They can take up the responsibility of the church tomorrow. And they'll do it much better than I do. I believe it. But you have to take the initiative. If you don't take the initiative, even God cannot do anything. Jump to the next paragraph. If you want to receive more talents, you must the heart have the heart to care for the same. For example, when someone is uh, unemployed, you need to pray for him and bear his burden. This will be a proof that the Lord has given that one to you as a talent. And you say, oh, I don't have a burden for anybody. Oh, you, okay, you start praying for somebody. Suddenly, the Lord put that person in your heart, and it becomes your talent. You say, I have no talent, I cannot speak. 
That is the talent. The talent is not your eloquence. The talent is the believers, and the talent is the church. Oh, you said the church belongs to the older, older senior brothers. It doesn't belong to me. Well, guess what? If you take it up, it belongs to you. I've seen many, many young brothers. They open their home. They don't even know how to open their home, and they open their home, and suddenly they become mothers and fathers to dozens of young people. They start knowing how to care for people. You know, for those sisters, before they have babies, all they care for is themselves. After they have babies, they forget about themselves. They start caring for others. They took the initiative, and then they have a baby, and then they start suddenly overnight become a caring person. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I'm not talking about the physical realm. I'm talking about the spiritual realm. What? Oh, everybody says, "Oh, I can care for people." Oh, I'm busy enough. I can't even care for myself. Well, tomorrow you'll be like the sister that you aspire to be. It depends on your willingness. Depends on your own initiative. Okay, when the Lord's possessions are in His hand, they remain His possession. But when they are delivered to us, they become our talent, become our possession. Do not drop any burden that the Lord has given you. No matter how busy I am, I cannot drop any talent. For to do this is to drop the Lord's possession. The Lord has a vast work in His recovery. For this work, He needs thousands of young brothers and sisters to be raised up to bear the responsibility. It says next paragraph: the talent is not something of your natural birth; rather, it is related altogether to your burden. You can read the rest now. In the、uh, printout that I gave to you, I missed out one paragraph, and so I put it on the PowerPoint. So you can use your iPhone and and、uh, and take a picture of it, or you can just write it down. That's what it says. Then it says to each according to his own ability. Okay, I'll read it. Although the talents are not our ability, but the Lord's possession, they are delivered to us according to our ability. Now, here's the thing: our ability is constituted by God's creation and our learning. That's what the footnote says. The capacity of our ability. Is based upon the willingness of our heart. So, more willingness, more capacity. More capacity, more ability. More ability, more gifts. So, when you go to the Lord, don't blame the Lord, saying, "Lord, I don't have ta- five talents." The Lord said, "Why don't you read Life Study Message of Matthew?" <laughs> And、uh, Life Study of Message says that <clears throat> your talent is based on. Your willingness—it's based on the willingness of our heart. You have the heart to inherit the gospel, then you have the talent for the gospel. You have the heart to receive the <clears throat> truth, pursue the truth, then you have the talent for the truth. If you have the、uh, <clears throat> willingness to receive the church, oh, I'm burdened to uh, to uh, see the church. Uh, being raised up. Well, then you have the talent for the church. So it's based on our willingness. If we do not have any willingness in our heart, then we shall not have the capacity to receive the talent. 
the capacity to receive the talent is measured by the willingness of our heart. So are you clear? How do we become a five talent? Or at least how do we become a two talent? By our ability. And our ability is based on our willingness. So this morning I say, Lord, I'm willing. I'm willing to take it more truth. I'm willing to take it more gospel. I'm willing to take it more church. Or I'm willing to take it more uh, saints. saints. Then you have it. I go back to what Bradley said. For the young working saints today, the opportunity is much greater than the previous generation. Imagine a hundred years ago. If you love the Lord, what could you do? Well, you could only go to church every Sunday and just be a dutiful uh, Christian a Sunday goer. Even if you want to, you don't have the opportunity. My wife shared to, uh, two days ago, she said before uh, she came into the church, she was in a big Presbyterian church, and uh, I believe she was a very good girl. So she went to church every Sunday. And one, for one whole year, she just sat there. There's nothing to do. Today, it's not the same. <laughs> in the Lord's recovery, the balloons are everywhere. And you gobble, gobble, gobble. It's everywhere. You open up your home, and there you go. You, 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 you got a farm there already. And in three years' time, it becomes a district. And before you realize it, you're a district leader. Oh, forget about being the speaker on the podium. There's more opportunity than that. <laughs> Taking care of people, opening up your home, shepherding the believers. Oh, there's plenty of opportunity. Of course, if you like meetings, or you can go to the, the district meeting or church meetings, and there's plenty of opportunity. Take care of the children. Take care of the young people. And uh, in many places, we prophesy, so you, you take care of prophesying. You know... <laughs> In this country, the economy, they said, oh, there's no more, uh, job is uh, limited. Listen, in God's recovery, the job opportunity is unlimited. Plenty in the church and plenty by your own initiative. I'm not talking about something that I don't see. I'm talking about something that I see with my two eyes in the last 10 years. So many, they were unbelievers yesterday. And today they open up their home and they got all their relatives saved. And suddenly they're more useful than a speaking brother. You know, uh, a young working saint, a couple, if they open up their home, it's five times more useful than the so-called full-timer. At least five times. And so now I tell the full-timers in the full-time train, uh, don't get obsessed about yourself. Go to the districts and uh, go to all the churches and get your binoculars out and uh, find the couples that are sort of dormant now. Work yourself into their home. Get them vitalized. In two years, you'll graduate. And you go away. But that church will gain a couple. And they will continue on and on, a vitalizing factor to the church. Now I'm talking to you. You're not in the training. Well, who are you? You are that couple. <laughs> if you get worked on, and if you open up your home, tomorrow your home will be a gospel home. It will become a house of Zacchaeus. And then before long, you realize that you're a leading brother. About uh, 15 years ago, there was a couple... Uh, visiting Southern California. So I walked by the street every day, and I saw them. So I got in, and I started preaching the gospel to them. Then they got baptized, he and his wife. Have absolutely no knowledge of the Bible or anything, and absolutely unappealing as a person. I hope they wouldn't listen to this live streaming. <laughs> anyway, fast forward, 10 years later, I asked them, what are you doing now? Oh, they said, we have the Lord's Table meeting in our home is that uh, I'm a district uh, leading brother. I said, how, how big is your church? Oh, he said about seven or 800 people. I said, uh, 
do you ever, uh, does the church ever meet together? He said, no. He said, we have a bigger district. The small district would come together once every quarter, and uh, we would have a, a bigger district meeting. But listen, he said, sometimes I don't go to that meeting because that's too big and uh, because I can't function. But now, when I'm in my home, I said, how many people did you baptize in your district, in your home last year? He said, three. That's in Taiwan. That's not in mainland China. So this brother, if he were in 100 years ago, today he would still be just warming chair at the back row, if not uh, just completely dropped out. But because he opened up his home, now he has a uh, meeting every week in his home, and he bought three remaining fruits last year. I was very happy for him. So I go back to Brother Lee's word. Today, the opportunity is numerous. As long as you would take it, it's there. So how many of you would want to take the opportunity this morning? Raise your hand. Let me see the hand. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> you, sign the, you sign your name on the, on the dotted line? Okay. Thank you for joining us today. To hear the complete recording and other messages, please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.